Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. This is a show where we dive into relatable topics for relationships, attachment styles, metaphysical teachings, trauma, and more. Thank you for joining in on these authentic conversations with medical professionals, experts, and so many influential guests who come to share their experience and add value to the lives of myself and my beloved listeners. Thank you so much again for joining me in Waking Up Together. Hey, my friends. Welcome to Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. I'm clearly your host, Lauren Coletti. I don't feel like saying that anymore. I mean, like, isn't it obvious I'm your host if I'm talking? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to my show. Welcome to my unorganized completely unedited unscripted show and today I was reflecting on something that I just I don't like the culture of social media perfection that we live in it's unfortunate because I like to keep my shit real authentic I mean like mistakes coughs pauses all of it I hardly ever edit anything of my episodes But I feel like nowadays people only like the filtered, edited, perfect photos, content, media, video. I I mean, if that's what you like, so be it. I can appreciate the, you know, a good aesthetic. But I just don't think it's realistic. Like, as humans, especially as young women we're programmed that we need to filter our photos and photoshop and facetune and everything and i'm trying to move away from that it's it's taken 28 years but i'm finally like i look completely different with a filter and i don't want to set the expectation for other women that they need to look this way or even for myself like do you ever go on snapchat and look at yourself with the filters I don't know the names and then the filter goes away and you're like oh god I'm hideous but you're not hideous your natural beauty is something to be celebrated appreciated and recognized and I've been posting a lot less filtered edited pictures on social media it takes a lot of bravery and courage but I'm trying to do it to just not do that disservice to myself to set that bar that I need to look like every other female on Instagram because I don't. I have pores, my skin has texture, you know? Um, I have lines, starting to get some wrinkles. So I feel like it's the same with podcasts and TikToks or whatever. Like, let's just lean into the rawness and the realness and the authenticity of being a human being and being fallible and imperfect and making mistakes and everything not having to be this grand production because I know it's not just me. I know a lot of people get so intimidated by, oh, well, my videos don't look like that. It's not seamless. It's not perfect. It's not like super edited in a marketable way. And I I just, I don't know. It takes a lot of time, effort, and energy to make content. I can appreciate that. But let's value more the fun of it and the relatableness relatability rather than just glorifying and celebrating and liking the perfect picture perfectness of certain things i don't know that's just 
up on my soapbox today. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. The end. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the end. I wanted to make an episode today because I haven't recorded a podcast in a week or two. I'm currently in Portugal, in Lisbon, and it's been a very interesting experience. Um, I wanted to talk about that, but really what was on my mind that I want to start with before I forget is how do we stop missing someone? It's a question I would like to know the answer to. Uh, if you tuned into this podcast for hopes, I was going to give you advice on how to stop missing someone. I'm sorry, my friend. I am right there with you. I would like to know the answer to that question because today I am in my feels and I am missing someone that is no longer really in my life. And I wish that I could turn a button, flip a switch, and not miss him. But I do because I was like looking, I'm like, I wonder what my Instagram looks like. And so I looked, took a look at my page and I was flipping through some photos and I found a picture with someone that was just really special to me. And I'll always be thankful for the role that they played in my life. But it, it made my heart kind of sink because I recently deleted their number and pictures of us and I saw that picture of us together and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> and I started missing him. And to that, I want to say, I don't think you have to make yourself stop missing someone. I think it's natural and it's normal. And it's part of the grief process. Like some days you feel fine. Maybe you think of them once or twice or not at all. And you go about your day and you feel content. Then other days it just hits you like a tidal wave and you're stuck in this apathetic, lonely feelings of longing. <laughs> I think it's all part of the process of learning to let go and learning to allow emotions that you don't have to go from zero to 60. And I've been taking my sweet time. Eventually I will unfollow this person on social media because just seeing their little face icon and story, it's just kind of a bitter reminder of what I'm learning to release. And I don't feel like I'm ready for it yet. And I don't really know if I'll ever feel fully ready, but eventually I will come to terms and accept the reality and I will unfollow them and I think I've been scared of unfollowing them truthfully because last time I unfollowed them they somehow found out I don't know I've realized some people have apps where you can like track your followers or something um so I don't know if they had that or what how else you find out people unfollow you but they got so angry and then they like unfollowed and blocked me and truthfully, part of the reason why I haven't unfollowed them is because I'm afraid of them finding out and getting offended and like blocking and unfollowing me. And if I analyze that, I kind of ask myself, Lauren, why do you care what this person thinks of you though? Like this person so inconsiderate and hurt you. And not only did they disrespect you, but they completely gaslit you and told you that they didn't do anything wrong to you. Isn't that the funniest thing when someone 
makes us feel some type of way. Maybe they abuse us or manipulate us or betray us. And they're like, I didn't do anything to you. I did nothing wrong. It's like just invalidating as fuck. It's like pouring salt into the wound because we are entitled to feel how we feel. And just because someone does not want to acknowledge how their actions impacted us, it doesn't mean that they had no effect on us. Just because someone can't see and is not willing to take accountability for their actions, it doesn't mean that it wasn't real. And I know a lot of my abuse survivors and victims are going to relate to that because particularly in traumatic relationships, when it is emotionally, verbally abusive, the person will crazy make and tell us that something never happened, they never did X, Y, and Z, when clearly they did it. And... We make people feel how they feel. Maybe we can't see it and we don't realize it in the moment, but you don't need to validate how you made me feel in order for my feelings to be valid and real. So, mic drop. But, yeah, I eventually want to not care what they think of me. I think part of me is still clinging and holding on to that hope that somehow those circle back into my life because I do plan on actually moving to Europe in September. I've decided to do a TEFL, Teach English as a Foreign Language, certification. So when I get certified, I hopefully will be coming to... I'm not sure yet. (laughs) I really love Rome and this person actually does live in Rome. So I don't know if that's where I'll choose and decide to settle, but we shall see. So I I don't want to cling to a hope and a dream that's not mm, realistic, but at the same time, it's like when the veil comes off and someone shows us who they are and they kind of fall from their pedestal, a lot of times we're in disbelief and denial. Like We don't want to accept that that's the real version of them because we have this fantasy and this imaginary dream in our heads of being whisked away on the horse and living happily ever after and when we kind of come to terms with that's not reality and that's never gonna happen it can really be heartbreaking and devastating (laughs) and it's unfortunate but it's necessary in the fact that people show us who they are we have to believe them and I would like to believe that I deserve better than the bare minimum and just settling for someone that only wants me when it's convenient for them and the same goes for you so how do we stop missing someone that's not good for us there's no one way there's no one size fits all approach I think that the best course of action that we need to feel it to heal it. And we have to allow ourselves to have days when we're really struggling and we're thinking of them. And we can't be hard on ourselves. We have to be patient. We can't say, oh, I should be over this by now. I should be over them by now. I shouldn't be caring anymore. It's been five days. It's been five months. It's been five years. Your journey is your journey. And thinking that you need to quote-unquote recover or get over something or someone in X amount of time 
only makes it more difficult. So stop beating yourself up. Stop being so hard on yourself. Journal about it if you need to. Talk to a friend about it if you need to. Meditate on it. Do some yoga or some energy work or do something that you really enjoy doing and is somatic and cathartic and therapeutic for you. Because feelings and emotions are energy in motion. We got to clear that shit out. Something I love doing is a cord cutting hypnosis or um, meditation. I find those to be really helpful. I also find podcasting to be really helpful because it's a way for me to kind of process what I'm thinking. So talk to it, talk to your therapist about it or someone that's supportive. But then there does come a point too when we are perseverating and obsessing over it and we kind of have to, um, I don't know, when you are obsessing and perseverating over someone, it, it is really hard because it's like a psychological addiction and losing someone and grief, abandonment, heartbreak, it's like a wound. It's, it's truly like an emotional wound and when we have a physical wound, that's really painful it can be all-encompassing it can be all we think about because it's like this constant throbbing or stabbing or pinching whatever currently relating to this as I pulled out my lower back today so I'm feeling the pain but we have to just come back cry it out scream it out today I had a moment where I felt really angry and I'm not someone that gets mad easily or often. I think for my sadness, because I am on the opposite end where I'm more depressed than anything else, and I just feel really upset and cry all the time. Today, I just felt like a gust of rage, a wind of anger, and I just allowed myself to punch a pillow and scream and be like, fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Like... (laughs) emotions are on a spectrum and sometimes it's a ferris wheel one day we feel joyous the next moment we feel triggered and it's all part of being human my love it really is allow yourself to feel the full spectrum of emotions they're not good nor bad it's just the meaning that we assign to them that gives them power so with that i'm missing someone today and that's okay and I'll accept that. I'll allow it. And it is what it is. It doesn't have to become part of your identity. It doesn't have to take up your whole day. In this moment, I am missing something. And that is a beautiful thing because that means that we loved. And I made a video about this, but I think love and loving is honestly the bravest, most courageous thing we can do because it takes no vulnerability to lock our heart up and throw away the key because we're protecting ourselves. We're not allowing anyone to permeate our space. And it's one thing to be cautious and careful of your heart and protect your energy and your attention and time and who you administer that out to. But it's another thing to be cold and callous and hardened. Don't let the world harden you, please. The world has enough shitty, mean people (laughs) 
The world needs more people that have compassion and empathy and love deeply with open, big hearts. And that shit is rare, as I like to say. <laughs> so I'm currently in, in Portugal, and this week has been really activating for me because a lot of things that I had planned didn't go as planned. I book a lot of my itinerary and excursions on Airbnb experience and I'd say like four out of the five things I planned were canceled at like the very last minute so it wasn't even like I could switch it up and book something else. It's kind of like the day of and then nothing is available that day so it's kind of sucked because I haven't been able to do or see a lot of the things that I wanted, but this week is really hammering home flexibility for me and going with the flow and just one step at a time, one breath at a time, just allowing events to unfold as they are and trusting that that's the way that they should. Even though I really wanted to go see or do X, Y, and Z, for whatever reason it wasn't meant to be that I went and saw X, Y, and Z. And today's a perfect example. So I really love nature more than anything. And I wanted to do this outdoors hike on this mountain called Arabida or Arabida, however you want to pronounce it. I don't speak Portuguese. And I had a tour planned. It was like a full day thing, nine to five. I was really excited looking forward to it and it got canceled. So instead of pouting and throwing a temper tantrum, which I would do in the past, and just be like, why do things not work out for me? I'm so unlucky. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what, girl? Try to do it yourself. And I went. And I got stranded in the mountains. Literally no civilization. I was like, this is not how I envisioned my death, but I guess I'm going to be mauled by a grizzly bear and someone will find my body seven weeks later. So there was no cell service. There was no Ubers. There was like no map because there was no Wi-Fi. I had no connection. There was no humans. The road was unnamed. Like it was, uh, it was pretty bad. And I was just trying not to freak out, using my coping skills, calming myself with my breath, and trying to stay as calm as possible, because when we freak out, it makes things so much worse. It would have been so easy to have an anxiety attack and panic and cry. I almost thought about calling 911, which isn't 911 in Europe, but <laughs> sending an SOS on my phone. My phone was like low on battery. It was great. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk wherever my intuition guides me. I'm, I'm just going to walk. That's all I can do. So I walked for two to three hours before my cell got service. And then there was like no Ubers in the area. But eventually I just kept trying and trying and trying and trying. And my persistence paid off because a very kind soul accepted my uber request and we ended up actually having a great time together he um was very sweet and a guy around my age and he was like where were you going and i told him the story and we just like connected immediately and he thought it was so funny and he was like you know what i'm from the area i'm gonna take you to where you wanted to see 
And so it wasn't the tour that I had planned, but even though it wasn't what I expected, it was still beautiful because here someone showed me so much kindness. He went out of his way to be my own personal private tour guide. And we hung out for like five hours and he showed me the beach. He showed me the mountains. He showed me this castle thing. I don't know what it was, but it was so refreshing in its own way that even though it wasn't what I had hoped, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't take back anything because he said he really enjoyed my company and I really enjoyed getting to know him. And it was just really nice to have a companion because doing the solo traveling trip, I have my moments where I kind of miss human connection. I, I'm all by myself. I think it's really, um, what's the right word? It's, it's nice to be alone, but it's also nice to be in the company of other people. There has to be kind of a balance. And I just, I thought it was a lovely time. He was so pleasant and I made a new friend and I, I gave him like a, a tip and probably made his day <laughs> and he made my day. He rescued and saved me. So thank you, Bruno, if you are listening. And um, a lot of things, sometimes life does not go as planned and it doesn't work out the way that we had hoped, but it doesn't make it any less beautiful, truthfully. And I said, you know what, today is just going to work out how it was supposed to. Because if we keep fighting and resisting and hesitating what is because we think we know how it should be, we're going to be miserable as fuck. It's, It's a lesson in surrendering and just trusting and releasing those expectations. I actually, it's funny I'm talking about this because I wrote a blog post on my website, lmcoletti.com, on my blog, Waking Up, about our expectations. And our expectations often get in the way because we cling to them and we try to really push and pull and as some of you might know, my my job story. So I've been trying to find a job for the last um, nine months. And I have a whole master's degree. I'm going to have a PhD pretty soon. And it was really frustrating. I cannot find a job for the life of me. It just, I got maybe 800 rejections in the last nine months. And it was really taking its toll on me because I have a rejection wound of like not being good enough and I'm a failure and I'm unchosen. Nobody wants me. So it was just affirming, affirming, affirming that wound where eventually I just threw in the towel. And I'm like, uh, you know what? Not that I give up, but I release this. I let go of this attachment to what I think I want, what I think is best for me. And I still haven't found a job, but that's okay. I'm not taking it as personally because I trust that it's not the right time. Clearly, something better or what's meant for me will come when it's supposed to come. The timing just isn't right or it's not on my timeline. But just because something's not on your timeline, boo, it doesn't mean that it's not possible for you just that you have more potential that 
has yet to be un- uncovered and discovered. So a lot of this week has just been about like just shaking it off, exhaling. Things haven't gone as planned, but I don't think that that makes them less good or less valuable or important and necessary. So even though a lot of stuff has had to be rearranged, it's really teaching me flexibility, which is something I've struggled with a lot in the past. As someone that can be very OCD about things, and um, I think specifically as survivors of trauma, whether it's domestic abuse or sexual violence or growing up without available parents or in a home where there was drug abuse or you were neglected a lot of times I've had to be very set in my ways in my plans and if things didn't go as the way that I planned I would freak the fuck out and just ruin everyone's day ruin my day because I'm like no that's not supposed to be this way (laughs) like you know I I really act that way too in my relationship with my ex-boyfriend Nick um, where I would need to know like okay we're going to be here from like 2 to 4 and then at 4 we're going to go and it's going to take 30 minutes and very regimented and that could be you know the autism spectrum in me with the very regimented ways and it just made our lives in our relationship very difficult because in his mind I guess it was oh if if Lauren doesn't get her way is she gonna be a tyrant and in a lot of ways that I, I was and I think that Portugal is teaching me to just kind of relax into what is like okay bummer I it rained every single day I was here and everyone that lives in Lisbon has been telling me it rains maybe like four days out of the whole year they're like you have bad luck you brought the rain with you and yeah it sucked I hate the rain I hate the cold I hate the wind I did I wish that the sun was out yeah but guess what the sun did not want to be out so you know what you could either have a miserable time and hate your life because the sun didn't go out or you could fucking dance in the rain and make the most of it and it's been trying and it's been testing me, but it's showing me a lot. Because nine out of ten times, life is not going to go as planned. We don't follow this like linear path. It's ups and downs. It's a bumpy road. That's, that's the way life is, my friends. Life was never meant to be fair. We get so distressed. Oh. I got this sickness. This isn't wasn't supposed to happen. This person wasn't supposed to die this young. Guess what? They were. You were. And that sounds harsh and that sounds really insensitive, but it's true. How do we know what's best for someone? How do we know what someone's soul timeline was supposed to look like? We can't play God. And we often do play God. We we try to control and contort everything to meet our needs, what we want. But what's best for us isn't what's best for the collective sometimes, you know? What's best for other people isn't always necessarily what's best for us as well. 
So it's been, it's been a challenging week, but it's been fun. And I've learned some really valuable lessons and Lisbon's beautiful. And I definitely want to give it another shot. I want to give it a second chance and I will come back um, and explore more Portugal because it is a beautiful country. And before Portugal, I was in Paris. I really loved Paris. Paris, this is funny because I was expecting Paris to be a dud. I had heard terrible things about Paris and it outweighed, it exceeded my expectations. It was far better than I had planned or imagined. So <laughs> it's really funny the way that life works. Life is always full of surprises. And even this week, I'll, I'll open up about this. And this is going to be kind of graphic and vulgar, and I apologize. But I had unprotected sex in Rome and then again in Greece with someone else, obviously. <laughs> and I don't regret either of the experiences. I don't. Do I had wished that I used protection? Sure. It's never smart to have unprotected sex with someone you're not in a relationship with that you know you're committed to and you both get tested and know each other's sexual histories, whatever. Highly advise for that, my friends. Be smart. <laughs> like me. <laughs> not that I'm not smart. I'm just careless sometimes and impulsive. But anyway, so this week I started having really bad itching down yonder and it started getting worse and I, I began freaking out because my vulva is normally not itchy <laughs> and uh, I was like I thought that I had an STI I was like okay this is what I get for not using protection and I really thought I had an STD and I very well can um, and when and if the time comes I will open up and happily share that because I think a lot of people that have STIs live with a lot of shame and guilt and embarrassment and humiliation when you shouldn't it's normal one in what one in two or three people have or have had an STD I did have HPV in 2017 and it cleared up on its own but anyway I was like shit I'm in a foreign country where I don't speak the language. I don't have Portuguese insurance. So what do I do? So I found a clinic, a women's health clinic, and I went and it cost a lot of money, but I had to bite the bullet and suck it up because this is my health and having an itchy vagina is really not fun. It's terrible. If you've ever had <laughs> an infection, you understand the pain. So it turns out that she couldn't give me a full pelvic exam because, well, it was going to cost like a thousand dollars, a thousand euro, and um, something about me only being here for like four more days, the test results, whatever. So she did an external exam and she diagnosed me with candida, which is a yeast infection. And I'm surprised I didn't think of that because I've had many yeast infections in my life. I used to get chronic um, UTIs and yeast infections back in like 2016. I had them like every few months. It sucked. But I was not expecting to spend my time in Lisboa at the gynecologist, <laughs> you know. But that's, that's what it was. That's what it had to be. 
because you know of consequences of my actions sure take responsibility but not what I had hoped or planned and when I do get back to America I will have to go to my doctor and get an exam for diseases and stuff and you know it's unfortunate it's like five days and I still feel very itchy and like it's not healing properly or right and if I have to go to a women's health clinic when I go to Spain on Sunday then I will do it but all of that to be said that we gotta roll with the punches we have to stop fighting against the current because you know what happens when you fight against the current you drown like you get fucked up so just let it take you wherever it needs to and that's been a life lesson I've really had instilled in me the the last few days here in Portugal and I wouldn't trade it because this is what my soul's path and my soul's journey wanted to uncover for myself I went on this trip my solo honeymoon to experience challenges and hard times and there's been so many difficulties and lots of tears but also lots of really beautiful moments that I will treasure and memories that cannot be replaced or cannot have been learned any other way and I hold them near and dear to my heart and I'm scared and I'm excited to see what Spain has in store for me I have four weeks left of this time by myself and I'm just really trying to take it all in and I really am grateful for all the highs and lows, for all the tears and the laughs and the people I've met. It's been really a transformative, life-changing experience. So I think I'll end there. I'll probably go to sleep. It's 11 o'clock here. The last few times I've been recording my podcast has been around this time and I always usually end on 11.11. It's 11.04. So um, I just find that funny just knowing, you know, we're not alone. Our spirit guides, our our guardians are are always with us. And um, I'm really thankful for all y'all that have stuck with me throughout the last, what's it been, almost almost three years that I've been doing this podcast. And um I, I'm really thankful for you, even if it's your first time. Welcome. <laughs> All of my episodes are kind of like this, truthfully, where I just ramble and vent. But I think that it probably resonates with whoever needs to hear this. So when I get back to America, I'll probably start doing interviews again. But I've been enjoying these solo episodes. I kind of uh, go through phases where I just want to do all interviews and then where I just want to rock it by myself and that time is now because it's too much with the time zones and not having good internet connection to plan out these interviews so you're gonna be with me for another few weeks my love so hopefully it's not too painful for you (laughs) but if you did like this episode if you found it relatable or funny at all then I'd love to hear from you. I'm active really just on Instagram, truthfully. I, I don't really use Snapchat or TikTok or anything like that often. Instagram's kind of my main hub that I check every day and interact with people. So I really would love to hear from you. 
Um, what's on your travel bucket list? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What lessons are you learning early into 2023? <laughs> I think it's 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 so far been a very humbling year, and uh, I'm interested to see what other life lessons unfolds in my path. I think this year, last year was full of change and and death and and dying which just means new births and new beginnings. But I think this year will be a lot of transitions as well. And uh, it's nerve wracking, but it's also exciting at the same time. And it's okay to be afraid. Just because you're afraid and have fear doesn't mean that you're not strong or brave. You can be courageous and so scared at the same time and they often coexist in unison with one another we can run from our fear and hide from it or we can run towards our fear so that we overcome and conquer it that's what i'm currently doing and i'd love to hear how you're currently doing that as well so thank you my friends for listening to this episode you can also check out my blog waking up at lmcoletti.com a lovely soul friend of mine helped me to create this website and I think she did a great job and I'm really happy with the way that it turned out so you can stay up to date with me on there as well and I'll talk to you lovely souls in the next episode bye-bye